We live in a world of instant gratification. And this is why people yo-yo diet and they fail. It's because they think it's going to happen instantly, but it's Mm. not. It's going to be like not linear. It's going to be like a curve going up and down and zigzagging. Like you're going to be good and then you're going to slip up and you're going to learn and you're going to try again. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Self Love Breakfast Club. I am your host, Crystal Rose. Thank you for being here today. We have another great guest for you. Her name is Michelle Kessel, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She's an integrative health practitioner, certified brain rewiring coach, and host of the Metamorphosis with Michelle podcast. She helps frustrated women ditch bloating and emotional eating for good by helping them uncover their physical and mental blocks to feeling well. Michelle, welcome to the Self Love Breakfast club. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So we have like a little initiation we like to do called goals, gratitude, and badassery. So right now, what is your one big goal? My one big goal is to serve as many women as possible and help them feel free from emotional eating. I love it. We have a very similar goal. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And gratitude. What are you grateful for? I am grateful for living in the sunshine in San Diego. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was just there not too long ago. It was was nice being back. I used to live there. So, (laughs) oh, I love it. Yeah. And badassery, what is something you have done recently that you are super proud of yourself for or that you just think is like really badass that you've done? I'm about to. I just booked a one way ticket to Costa Rica and I don't, and I'm just going to travel. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm about to head off. <laughs> I love it. Have you been before? I have not. So, oh this goodness. is all on a whim, putting my stuff in storage and nomading it. That's so cool. Whoa. All right. <laughs> we'll have to talk a little bit about that because I think yeah. that that probably feels terrifying for most women listening. I'm so excited. I don't know. <laughs> That's really exciting. I'm I've been there before. I'm going back in November for um, Oh cool. Yeah, for a next level certification. So it's going to be pretty intense and amazing in the jungles of Costa Rica. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like let's talk about the emotional eating because this is a big one. I think for a lot of women and I work with women on this, but other things too. And it's just like, people think it's about the eating and like trigger foods and all of that, uh, but it's not. So tell me a little bit about like, maybe a little bit about your own story and like why this is so like meaningful to you. Yeah, totally. So when I was on my health journey, it really started with my physical issues. That was kind of what I was set on uh, Mm. overcoming. And as I was like healing the physical, doing all gut healing stuff, I was still hitting all these blocks. And it was because I just wasn't ready to let myself face all of the mental and emotional stuff that was going on. Mm. And food was kind of the way that I would combat one that would like go binge eat on like McDonald's, but I would like emotionally eat on like healthy foods and Mm -hmm. then feel like guilt and shame. It was just like this cycle and I wasn't really aware of it Mm -hmm. until I finished kind of healing all the physical stuff. And I was like, okay, there's still more healing that was leading me to overcompensate on food. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the the physical healing a little bit too, because I'm actually going through a health journey at the moment and healing my Mm -hmm. gut and like working on that. 
and I found out I was uh, non-celiac gluten sensitive. So that's fun. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a lot that goes along with that. So like, how did you kind of discover that this was something that you needed to heal and work on? Cause I think there's probably a lot of people who need to heal their guts. I have no idea. Totally. Well, it was very obvious for me. I was chronically bloated all the time, like Mm. just so uncomfortably bloated and like so constipated, like it was not normal. So I like knew there was something going on in there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what did you, what was your first step in kind of like figuring that out, like, or, or moving into like the direction of healing? Yeah. So Honestly, I was doing so much of my own research and I kind of like self-diagnosed myself being like, oh, I for sure have like SIBO and candida and all that stuff. And then Mm. I actually got lab tested after and it confirmed everything that I perceived that I had. So through running labs, I was able to see all like the dysbiosis overgrowth of bacteria that was going on in my gut. Mm, Yeah. So you weren't just like self-diagnosed on WebMD being like, that's it. I have cancer and I'm going to die. You were like, (laughs) no, I realistic. Yeah. I mean, I did do the conventional doctor route like a few years before that. Mm. And they put me on antacids, which made like my gut more susceptible to that bacteria now that I have the knowledge. Mm. So that was like my original starting point, but it's not even worth mentioning because I don't want people to go there. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want people to go where? Like, you know, taking that route of like going to all these conventional doctors Mm. and just spinning their wheels, getting all these maybe really expensive specialist tests done to be told like they have IBS or to be put on medication. It's just, I know it hasn't worked for me or any of the women that I've helped or talked to. Yeah. Oh, girl, I feel you. It's like, I try to be really like open, especially, you know, when speaking to my audience and like, listen, like you got to do, you got to do what you feel is best for you. And I'm not going to tell you, like you shouldn't see your primary care physician. I'm not going to tell you, you shouldn't see Western doctors, but in my personal experience and what I've seen with many other women is that they will go to their doctor and sometimes it'll take years to figure out what is actually going on, what the answers are. They'll be told, you know, well, it's in your head or you're fine, or it's just stress, reduce your stress. And, you know, I've just seen these women just like lose themselves in this whole period of trying to figure out what's going on with them because they've just been like banging their head up against a wall. And in my experience, I went to a functional medicine doctor immediately just being like, you know, here's all my symptoms. Um, I didn't even think about my gut health. That was like not (laughs) priority. I was like, hi, I'm dragging myself from place to place. Like, what do I do? Mm. And, and the approach and the thoroughness is so, so, so different. Exactly. And there's like a time and place for everything, but when it comes to more of these chronic like symptoms or things that have to do with the gut or hormones, et cetera. It's just a completely different approach. And you're not being like a gaslight and that you're crazy or anything. Yeah. You're not just reduce your stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like I've had insomnia like literally my whole life. And they're like, well just get more sleep. And I'm like, oh you're like, I wish. <laughs> okay. Yeah. More sleep will give me more energy. Sure. How do I do that? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so you went through this this kind of like a self-led health journey and then you got labs to confirm and then you went through the process of healing your gut. Like 
was that difficult for you to like, I'm sure you had to eliminate a bunch of foods and then of course, gluten and all of that. Like, was that, was there like a moment of just like, I don't, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Yeah, there were difficulties. I think like the food part, like in removing certain foods wasn't necessarily what was difficult because Mm -hmm. I was so just like determined, like if I need to remove this, I'll do it. But it was more of like how the food restrictions made Mm. me want to restrict more Mm. and develop kind of like that orthorexic tendency. Um, I think it just kind of like made me so obsessed with eating perfect. Mm. And that was almost the unhealthy aspect versus like this if like I knew food was a trigger for my gut, that's fine. But then I went down the rabbit hole of being like, oh, I have to be perfect. And like, this is all going to be a trigger. And I was kind of self-inflicting that. Yeah. Yeah. I get that for sure. Yeah. It's been uh, because I'm on the other side of that. Like it's been a lot easier for me. I'm sure that if this is the beginning of my, of my <laughs> like food freedom journey, I would have been very similar just being like, okay, obsession and all of that rather than Hey, I love my body. And so I'm just not going to eat these things that piss it off. (laughs) It was coming from a place of control. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from a place of control and, and coming from a place of love are are two totally different things. So how did you get from point A to point B? Because you work through these gut issues, you healed yourself physically, and then you realize, oh, shoot, I I have some other things going on that are deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I was just hitting roadblocks. I mean, I would like feel good. And then all of a sudden it would flare up and I'm like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And I just knew that I wasn't addressing all the stuff in my head, whether it was like about my perception of food, because I was thinking about food like every day, Mm -hmm. nonstop, like I would wake up and be like, oh my God, what's for breakfast? What's for lunch? What's for dinner? Like I would daydream about like what I'm going to eat and like be just on Instagram looking at recipes all day. It's just, (laughs) like that was what my mind was consumed with. So that, and I knew that that was like not healthy or conducive. So I started like working with a coach and not on the food, just like on kind of mindset stuff in general Mm. and just like by working through like certain limiting beliefs and blocks that stuff kind of faded away and then it wasn't until I found like brain rewiring itself that I was able to focus specifically on like emotional eating and self-love and confidence and overthinking and all of these pieces that were contributing to it yeah yeah. It's when you say, like, you were like looking at all the, the dot, like the recipes and like being obsessed with it. It's funny because no blanketly, you wouldn't think that that's disordered eating, but it is, it is disordered eating. And, and so many people think that having an eating disorder means that you're, you know, one of the, the big three, like anorexic, bulimic, uh, or, you know, was it pathorexia, orthorexia, you know, like one of those. Mm -hmm. And really it's like when, if you're doing anything weird with your food and there's an obsession in there, like that is disordered eating. Right. Yeah. I didn't realize that following all the food bloggers on Instagram and just like (laughs) staring at that all day was weird. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's, and it's so weird. I mean, honestly, I think it's very common. I think whenever you're like hyper-focused on something or you have like a really big goal, it's really easy to get like locked into that goal. And then your whole world just like revolves around it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how long have you been like free from, from all of that? Yeah, I think it's been about a year since I can say I fully eat intuitively and Mm. just feel so happy with like my food and abundant with like how I feel about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. I feel like that's like, there's like this new level of coaching and just like personal development, personal growth, right? Like there's that mindset stuff that like is very surfacey. And then, you know, there's the deeper embodiment stuff. And I'm, I'm sure brain rewiring has a lot to do with that. Like the, the, mm-hmm. the, the mind body connection, as opposed to just like being in your head, because just trying to fix stuff straight from like your head is not, it doesn't always stick, right. uh, especially if there is a deep rooted belief. So what, what, what was your deep, deep seated belief? What, what belief did you have to shift in order to like move through this? Yeah. So there were quite a few, just overthinking in general was Mm -hmm. a big one, like overanalyzing everything, like that whole what if, what if, what if. So almost just like getting too much in the future, that was a big one. And then I think like underneath everything is the belief of I'm not worthy. I'm Mm -hmm. not good enough. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And I find that a lot of women have this and it's like so subconscious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, not good so, enough. I'm not worthy to be loved or, you know, exactly. Yeah. Like I need to change and my body needs to change mm-hmm. when I look like this, when I achieve this, then I will be loved versus loving yourself now and doing all your actions out of love to get mm-hmm. to your goals. Cause there's nothing wrong with having goals, right? but it's just the way you get to them. and feel I love this. I love, are you guys listening right now? Because <laughs> I've been preaching this. <laughs> I have been saying exactly this. And now I have someone else confirming that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so important to be present. And we get so, we get so caught up in this destination addiction, you know, where we're like, when I get here, when I get there, when I finish this, when I graduate that, when I get X amount of dollars, when I look a certain way, you know, or even sometimes we look in the rear view mirror and we're like, oh, I used to be so fit or I used to blah, blah, blah. And now I've, I'm back here and it, dis, it disconnects us from the present moment where like the, this moment should feel like the destination. We should feel like we're frigging there. And still have goals and want to get there, but yeah, being like this is this feels good and this feels right, and now I'm going to do all these things I want to do, but I'm not like dying to get there and like obsessed with that endpoint. Yeah, because you don't want to look back and being like, "What was I even doing?" Because <laughs> I like look back and I'm like looking at photos where I thought that mm. my body was like awful, and I was like way smaller than I am now and so unhappy, but it's like, I could have just been so happy and love. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, I hear that all the time. I hear that all the time or or see that all the time where people are like, I was so tiny or I was like, I looked like I looked amazing and I didn't think I did. And it's like, yeah. And you were sitting here wasting that precious time in that body thinking about how, you know, how you wanted to look different. 
Exactly. And I don't want to look back on my life that way. No more. (laughs) Good. And so like you feel real comfortable and happy in your body now today. Yeah. Yeah. And of course I still have goals. I don't think like, I think there's like this big thing of like the battle of almost like you have to fully like want to stay how you are and versus like, I can love myself and I still want to achieve X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I like that you said that because I I feel like there's, you know, there's diet culture and then there's like anti-diet culture and it's like these two giant extremes. And it's like, I feel like there's almost this perception of like, you have to just like let yourself go yeah, and not care. And, and like, I love myself like this. And instead of being like, Hey, listen, you know, I'm happy in my body today. I feel good in my body today. And like, yeah, I mean, I, there's things that, you know, I, I wouldn't mind tweaking or I'm working towards something, but it's not like, I'm, I'm not attached to the outcome as like my. Exactly. Happiness. Exactly. Like I'm so happy now. Like mm. I'll go in a bikini right now and be happy at the beach, but it doesn't mean like, I want to be a little bit more fit and there's nothing wrong with admitting that. Yes. And I, and I think more, more people need to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, there's so many shades of gray, right? Like it's nuanced. It's not like this or that. It's like, you can still be happy in your skin and want to change. Like that's why, you know, even having those goals, you can be happy in the present moment and like where you're at, but still have big goals. It doesn't mean that you don't like where you're at. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I, in my, in my journey right now, I'm working on healing my gut and healing my body. So it is not the freaking time to try to lose weight, right? Like <laughs> I I've put on a few pounds in this process of trying to figure out like the diet and, and just, yeah. you know, get to a place where I am not struggling to figure out what the hell to eat. And in that process, yeah, put on a couple pounds and like, would I like to lose a few pounds to like, you know, feel a little tighter, fitter? Sure. But now is not the time for that. And I know totally. that. Right. And so like, because I love myself and I love my body, I'm eating at maintenance and I'm just worrying about making sure my body is supported and healthy and happy and isn't freaking out because it's being like deprived food. <laughs> yeah. Your body's so sensitive and like, it's definitely holding on to inflammation because of the gut mm-hmm. issues. So as soon as you start working on that, it's like everything else will trickle down so much more smoothly too. Yeah. Yeah. I really think if, you know, if you're going through health issues, it's not the time to diet, you guys, it's not the time to put yourself in a caloric deficit and and do tons of extra cardio or like really go balls to the wall with your fitness. It's time to like kind of settle in, slow down. Yeah. yeah, And just like, what do I need to feel supported in this body today? Not like, okay, let me go (laughs) crush a workout and like die on the floor. And because I don't want to get too big or whatever. Yeah. Cause the other parallel of like the gut issues is of course, like what's going on in the gut, Mm. but it's also your body telling you something like it's telling you to slow down. It's telling you to be gentle. It's telling you that it needs care and attention. So it's important to honor that and listen to it and not try to like do all these other extreme things. Yeah. Yeah. Slow down. (laughs) Really? Anytime any health issue comes up, it's your body just being like, you need to, you need to slow, slow down and and focus on not, not focus on being sick and not focus on being unwell, but focus on healing and how can you, how can you move forward and support? I think that's really important. I think the more you focus on being not a hundred percent, or you focus on like the illness or the sickness or the 
whatever's wrong with you. Yeah. That whatever you resist persists or whatever you focus on grows. Right. So like, that's going to get worse as opposed to like, let me focus on healing and how I can help myself. Yes. Such an important perspective shift. Yeah. So what is one thing that you like wish every woman just knew? Yeah. I really wish that women know how much power we truly have. So whether (laughs) it's the power to heal or the power to follow your dreams, just like take your power back because you can heal yourself from anything. Mm -hmm. You can overcome anything. It's just not giving that away to these outside circumstances. So like if you have the gut issues, not giving your power away to the health issue and, you know, labeling yourself. Like I see so many women just being like, I have IBS and like Mm. putting themselves in that box or with like emotional eating, giving the power away to like their emotions or their food instead Mm. of like taking it all in and like centering yourself and just knowing that you can change and have the power to heal from anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a real identity kind of situation happening where it's like, I am an emotional eater. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're not, <laughs> you experience right? emotional eating. You're not right. an emotional eater. And when you identify with something like, yeah, you're going to keep doing it. It creates, it deepens that belief that drives you. Just not let any of those labels control you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to live by the label. I mean, we see it all the time. I think even outside of the subject, just like I'm a mom, you know, like women who are moms that are like, that's it. And it's like, but there are other parts of you that are so important. (laughs) Yeah. Such a good point. Not just that. So when you, when you were doing intuitive eating, this is something I see a lot, right? I see someone uh, start to intuitively eat, freak out, because they don't, you know, it like feels very untethering. Maybe their weight kind of fluctuates and it like feels uncomfortable. And rather than pushing through, they kind of quit. So how is the process of of moving into uh, intuitive eating for you? Because I think there's like fitspos out there too. They're like, I just listen to my body and it's like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I think I might have a controversial opinion on this topic. So I don't believe you can intuitively eat until you've done the work to clear your limiting beliefs, to clear the traumas and to clear the blocks. Because until you do that, you're not operating on your real intuition. And I feel Mm. like this is the last phase of like what I teach people. First, we need to heal the gut because if you have SIBO, candida and parasites, they're also driving your craving. So that's number one. Mm. And then the next is just, you know, releasing our programming, releasing our traumas and reconnecting with what our actual intuition is. Then you can intuitively eat. You don't just jump into it. Like as soon as you discover that you can. Michelle, I love you so much for this. <laughs> I love you too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because like, and that's, I'm so glad you said that. I, I don't think it's controversial. Well, maybe it's controversial, I guess. Well, some I'm people are like, go intuitively eat this pizza. And then people yeah. feel awful after. And I'm like, don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you don't know, I mean, I, and I tracked my food for a really long time. I tracked macros. And like, so I knew like, essentially like what I should be eating like, you know, per day that what my body needed. There's so much miseducation out there and people just like, don't know. I mean, if you don't know what your body needs, like, how are you just going to jump in and intuitively eat like one? And then two, you know, we don't listen to our bodies. We listen to our heads. And so 
that connection going from restricting or going from, you know, counting every gram to just jumping into intuitive eating. Like you don't listen to your body on a regular basis. You don't listen to your body when it says like, go leap and go do that thing. Cause your brain is like, no, right. that's scary. Don't do that. Right. Like, so it's like, what do you, why do you think that you're suddenly going to listen to your body when it comes to food? Yeah. Especially when that's the battle that you're having already. Mm. So that's probably what you should kind of yearn to get to and start with these other things so you can build that relationship with your intuition. Yeah. People don't want to do that though. They're like, no, 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 give me the results. <laughs> yeah. And those They're are the really same sick. people I'm on yo-yo sure. diets yeah. and are getting their results. It's not like we live in a world of instant gratification. And this is why people yo-yo diet and they fail. It's because they think it's going to happen instantly, but it's mm. not. It's going to be like, not linear. It's going to be like a curve going up and down and zigzagging. Like you're going to be good and then you're going to slip up and you're going to learn and you're going to try again. And that's when you get the transformation is when you release the timing and you just focus on the growth. Release the timing. Yes. Oh, yes. So good. It's so true. It's so true. We want results now, but it's like, did anything that happens super fast ever work for you? <laughs> Yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I feel like um, probably you experience this too. Like when your clients come to you and I know and when mine end up coming to me, it's like they're sick of their own shit at that point. They're like, I just, I've done all the things. I'm tired of spinning my wheels. Help. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you can't, some people have to get to that point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whatever your journey is, as long as you can admit that you're ready for change, that's a great step. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some people are like, yeah, I'm ready. And then like, <laughs> like, you know, facing your past and facing like those deep issues and traumas and stuff. Like people are like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. It's not fun. No. But on the other side of it is the growth is the expansion is the change you're looking for. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I'm I am certain that your clients are getting amazing results because oh, it, <laughs> it definitely sounds like we have a lot of very similar philosophies. So yeah, I, love I always it. like that. So <laughs> Me too. I mean, I'm always interested in people when they have differences, of course, but mm -hmm. you know, there's deepening into like my own healing journey, mentally, physically, emotionally, <laughs> spiritually, all of that. And and just, you know, trying to be a better coach and just understanding what actually works, what gives results to people, you know, not just like what gets me dollar signs, like what yes. actually is going to help these people. And I feel like people like you and people like me, and there are many others that are out there to just like, we're here to, to help lift up humankind, womankind and, yes. um, you know, help these women heal. Stop yeah, exactly. It's not the quick and easy fix, but it's the work that's going to help you get the results that you're yeah. needing. <laughs> Beautiful. So we like to end things on a quote. So what is a quote that you have either maybe lived by or it's something that you've just been feeling recently that you can share with us? Well, my phone background is where focus goes, energy flows. Yeah. So that's what's top of my head. And I think it's just important to realize that we can, you know, focus on one thing, whether it's a quick yo-yo diet, and that's where like your energy is going to go. So we have the power to kind of go with our trajectory of our life. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Michelle, where can they find you? Where can our listeners find you? 
Yes. The best place is Instagram. Always hanging out there. I'm at it's Michelle Kessel and I'd love to connect with everyone. And I also have a podcast called Metamorphosis with Michelle. Amazing. I love it. Check her out, you guys. She's awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being on today. You have been a little light and I appreciate you so much. Thank you. It's been awesome chatting with you. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram story. Send it to a friend who might need it or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Extel Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you.